let me talk to you a little bit about something that my Patriot Supply has been working on for the last few years. Uh, when we had massive power outages here in Texas, nobody was prepared for this, and nobody's prepared for the cold either. And I was talking on the air. People are, you know, freezing here. They can't cook. They, what, what are you doing? Um, that's when my Patriot Supply, unbeknownst to me, went to work on something. They were trying to find how could you heat, you know, at least one room in your home and cook something on a cook stove inside and be safe. That's when they came up with Vesta. I mean, it actually took it took them a couple of years to get it right, but it is it will heat a 200 square foot room without smoke, toxic fumes, without any danger, and you can cook on it as well. It's really amazing. Please check it out. It's not real expensive, um, and it just might uh, be perfect for camping or camping indoors if there's a problem. Get your Vesta today, mypatriotsupply.com, mypatriotsupply.com. My favorite story of the day, perhaps, at least in the running, is a story about Yuri Geller, you know, the psychic guy, the spoonbender. He lives in Israel, and he said the United States is making a huge, huge mistake by blowing up all these UFOs and shooting them out of the sky because aliens are visiting us, and they're coming in peace. They're coming in peace. Look, Yuri, I, I didn't even know you were still around, but... Hey, congratulations on that. But also, may I just point out, if they've traveled light years to get here, I don't think they're using balloons to come down. And especially balloons that couldn't protect themselves. They they, they managed to get here from Alpha Centauri, and then they come in a little balloon, and they're like, oh, crap, that's a missile coming our way. Oh, my gosh. Why don't we talk about what those balloons really could be and the fact that China is already um, fighting a war with us and has been for a while. If you missed last night's special, it's a must-see. We showed you a, a manual, a plan made by China in 1999, and it's how do we defeat the United States of America by 2025? China 2025, how do we do it? Well, they're doing it. And we showed it to you last night that we are already in a Cold War with China. I wanted to get Matthew Lohmeyer on today. He is a former Space Force Lieutenant Colonel, uh, and he is also the author of Irresistible Revolution. He knows a few things about space, about China. I don't know about aliens in balloons, but we'll find out. Matthew Lohmeyer joins us in 60 seconds. First, Richard wrote in about his experience with Relief Factory. He says, this has been a great product for me. My back is now pain-free after just a few weeks of taking Relief Factor. 
It works, and I will continue to use it. Richard, thank you. Sounds like you got your life back, which is the best of all possible outcomes. And I can tell you from personal experience, I feel the same way Richard did. I didn't think it would work for me. But if you're dealing with actual pain, you or somebody that you love, please give Relief Factor a try. Three-week quick start, 1995. It works on your inflation and inflation, (laughs) inflammation. It attacks it from four different directions. Thousands of people have ordered Relief Factor and 70% of them go on to order more after the trial pack. So what do you have to lose? Try it. ReliefFactor.com. Get your life back. Call 1-800-THE-NUMBER-4-RELIEF. 1-800-THE-NUMBER-4-RELIEF. Relief Factor. Feel the difference. Matthew Lohmeyer is on with us. Uh, Hello, Matthew. How are you? Glenn, I'm well. Thank you. Uh, It's uh, good to talk to you. Now, I should say thank you, first of all, for your courage. Um, you had a, a nice position uh, as a lieutenant yeah. colonel at Space Force, and you came out and started talking about the dangers of CRT and what was being done by the Pentagon, and they didn't like that very much. Yeah, well, thanks for uh, first bringing up this. Um, I did have a good position, so to speak, and I was in command of our nation's space-based missile warning enterprise, uh, which implies senior military leaders at some point did in fact um, trust me to be a good leader and um, to make proper strategic assessments and whatnot. Uh, But the fact is I didn't just write an expose or a book that I then made public without first bringing up some of my concerns with senior military leaders themselves, the entire chain of command of the Space Force. Uh, had um, been aware of what should properly be characterized as overt left-wing political uh, talking points, anti-American sentiment in the military workplace. And I was bringing that to their attention, which included uh, Marxist-rooted critical race theory in the form of what we call diversity and inclusion trainings. Uh, But they agreed with me that it was a big problem. But the fact is, uh, who are you going to hold accountable for it? Uh, Are we in the proper climate that we've created for ourselves to hold some of these activists accountable? And apparently the answer was no, we weren't in a position to try and hold them accountable. We were afraid. And so that led to a formal written inspector general's complaint, uh, which was dismissed uh, right right during the election season, in fact. Uh, And so I wrote a book about it. I was in a unique position in uniform to see what was happening within Uh, the ranks of the military and how divisive that ideology can be. Uh, I've often said what Marxism does to someone in China, it will do to an American. Uh, And CRT, as we're uh, increasingly aware, destroys everything it touches. So it was important to talk up about that. But we've got, as you've mentioned, bigger concerns on the horizon and happening in the country at the moment. Well, I, before we leave this subject, I, uh, today I found out that the uh, recruiting uh, for the military is down 25% off goal. And I yeah. saw what the military said. They said, that's because the youth, you know, they just, uh, they, 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 they don't see the military as relevant. Really? How come all of a sudden after Afghanistan and after the CRT nonsense, your recruiting went down through the tubes. Uh, That didn't play a role? Well, yeah. You know, one of the things, um, it's easy to tell at a glance at any given moment how our recruiting efforts are doing, but what it's not easy 
to, to assess real time at a glance is how our retention efforts are doing. And that's often left out of the headlines. But, you know, I talk to service members all the time. They reach out both thanking me for my book and also seeking for help, quite frankly, on how to navigate mm. the current politicized uh, workplace in, in the uniformed services. But they are telling me, and this is anecdotal, I get it, but it's, it's real world on the ground intel that they and a bunch of people that are currently in uniform, their, their active duty service commitments aren't up yet, but when they are up, they're going to be getting out of the service. And so not only do we face recruitment issues, we're going to have a really difficult time this year and, the, and in the next year uh, retaining uh, folks who have served for a very long time. It's a really tough position to be in. And it's not just COVID's fault. And it's not, uh, you know, pick, pick the issues that senior defense officials want to point a finger at and shame and blame. It's the very policies that are being pushed uh, down the pipe right now and foisted upon our service members that's hurting morale and uh, disincentivizing them for continued service. Uh, we're talking to former Space Force Lieutenant Colonel uh, Matthew Lohmeyer. Um You can find him at MatthewLohmeyer.com or follow him on Twitter at Matthew Lohmeyer. Um I want to switch now to the uh, balloons that we've had uh I mean, you as you know, you were in, in in charge of our space missile defense. Um, do you think we're shooting aliens out of the sky in balloons? Um, you know, I'm open to a lot of ideas, but um, <laughs> I'll tell you the entirety. Uh, the, the timing of all of this is really interesting as well. One of the things that's become quite clear. Uh, over the um, last 10 days is that senior military leaders, Jim Mattis included, apparently, and White House officials have known about Chinese spy balloons for years, violating the sovereignty of countries around the globe and potentially Mm -hmm. including our own and apparently not informing the sitting commander in chief at the time why we've decided to start shooting them out of the sky over North America now is, in fact, curious. The timing is Uh, curious and perhaps the timing matters it almost always does and perhaps it's really convenient this sounds like conspiracy theory but in fact it's not in fact we've been trained for the past couple of years to ask important questions perhaps it's really convenient to have those shoot downs in the headlines right now instead of any number of other things that have been in the headlines i mean there's been a classified document scandal at joe biden's uh, residence there are more revelations about hunter biden's corruption with his dad while he was the vice president and in dealings with Middle Eastern countries and in China than at any other time that we've known of before now. And we've got information that's coming to light about Jim Biden's dealings with the Saudi. Right. We've got a well-stitched reporting uh, that came from Seymour uh, Hirsch. Hirsch. Do you on, believe on that? Administration's, well, I think it's entirely plausible. And that's, that, and that's important. I mean, the guy's done phenomenal reporting for decades and some of the details that he shares in an interview that I just watched yesterday are entirely plausible. Right. Uh, and, and in fact, you know, you take a look back earlier last year and Joe Biden, because he can't help himself is making statements about the Nord Stream two pipeline ceasing to exist. If Russia, um, in, in fact, invades Ukraine, they do. And then the Nord Stream two pipeline ceases to exist at least temporarily. And then of course there was the imminent release of, uh, the Jeffrey Epstein visitor logs and lists. And so all of that is swirling about in headlines. And then the shoot downs come. Now, I think that the first uh, balloon that we shot down was, in fact, uh, a spy balloon from China. They essentially admitted as much. 
What do they uh, get gather- that they couldn't get on a satellite? Well, altitude matters. So the, every country who has a spacefaring capability is engaged in spying on our adversaries. Uh, but you do that outside of the sovereign airspace of nations and right. in space. And we do that from low Earth orbit with with uh, optical capabilities, and we do it from higher up as well. But the closer you are to the Earth, uh, the fact of the matter is the better images you're able to take. But what's most concerning is not just more images. I'm guessing there's uh, enough, I shouldn't say I'm guessing, there are enough images the world over. Um, It's like, what good does one more image do? Um, The fact is, depending on what capabilities were aboard that first balloon that we shot down, I think it was on the 4th of February, um, th- there's any number of other uh, signals, uh, transmissions, uh, code that could have been either interfered with, tampered with, or received or retrieved by the Chinese Communist Party. Uh, and so is this a first-time event? Uh, likely not, apparently. Uh, but it's totally bogus that uh, we were told as the American people that the concern was for the American people on the ground, and that's why we weren't shooting it. Uh, out of the sky, and we're letting it traverse the entirety of the country. I mean, any American citizen who's been up in a commercial airliner uh, can can take a look around and tell you that most places over the continental United States don't have people living there. I mean, it's just desolate. And the moment that thing left overhead any major U.S. city, it should have been brought down, and it didn't need to be obliterated. I mean, we could have just brought it to right. its knees and brought it down and kept it intact. And, and tried to be transparent with the American people about what it is that we think we saw. And yet we didn't do any of that. We shoot it down over water, send it to FBI headquarters of all things, and then uh, complain that we can't quite recover all of the capabilities that were aboard the balloon. I mean, and here's something that's important as a principle for, for your listener to keep in mind. In relative peacetime, it's difficult enough, as we've seen, to stitch together an accurate view of the things that are taking place in global politics. But when you're talking relative wartime, increased and heightened conflict, it's going to be nearly impossible because deception is an important part of grand strategy. I unfortunately think we're getting deception from our own government to our own people. Um, And, you know, one of those things is that China is the new model, which I believe they believe. Um, Mm -hmm. uh, But, but that you know they're they're that they're not hostile to us. There is plenty of evidence that they are fighting a war that we refuse to involve ourselves or even recognize, and we're going to pay a high right. price for this. Do you think that's well, right you, or wrong? I think it is right. In fact, um, you almost okay. If I was Xi Jinping. Uh, I would try to avoid a shooting match with the United States at all costs. In fact, I didn't see the show that you uh, had mentioned that you'd done last last night, mm-hmm. but uh, you reference a 1999 manual. I presume you're talking about the work called Unrestricted Warfare. So yes, we translated exactly right. it into English by these two Chinese colonels. Yep. Uh, nothing in that book, the overarching premise of the strategy to defeat the West and the United States in particular, is that nothing is off the table as far as how you pursue the destruction of the United States. It doesn't have to be direct, kinetic, conventional warfare and tactics. Uh, And so, again, the American people have to ask themselves the question, must military force be used to destroy a country? 
And the answer is, of course not. And the Chinese are aware of that. And, and so uh, to your point, Xi Jinping, more than frankly, many American people are willing to acknowledge at this point, is well aware of the fact that we're in a kind of cold civil war here at home ourselves. Yeah. Uh, and so that combination in, in combination with the fact that we are indeed in a new cold, cold war with, with China and the Chinese Communist Party and Xi Jinping is a terrible combination. And if I was him, I'd sit and watch uh, our own disintegration from within our own borders. I'd watch bad policy decisions being made by people like uh, Joe Biden and the Biden administration. And I'd cheer that on and I'd influence it in every possible way that did not involve direct kinetic operations so that I could emerge uh, the great super, the benevolent superpower who didn't need to to shed a, a drop of blood to rise to, to preeminence in the world stage. Not only does that allow him to keep uh, some semblance of a reputation intact, uh, it allows him to make claims about the superiority of their worldview and ideology, the communist, the Marxist, the Maoist worldview. And it was superior to the capitalist worldview. And look, they crumbled under the weight of their own foolishness while we emerged the, the, the global hegemon, not just a regional hegemon, but the global hegemon. All right, back in just a second. Um, this is a fascinating conversation, and I will go back to space here in a minute. Real estate agents I trust. Um, it is an underappreciated fact that trust is hard to come by. And I think everybody's starting. I mean, name the people you trust. Name the people in business that you trust. Any business. When you're trying to sell your home, buy a new home, or even worse, do both at the same time, it is important that you trust the real estate agent you're doing business with and that they've earned that trust. Well, we, um, we knew this would be a problem, and I always had a hard time finding the right real estate agent, didn't know how to do it. We started a company that just looked at the metrics uh, of real estate agents. How do they work? The successful ones, what do they do? Or is there any, is there any th- uh, through line there? And there is. There's a lot. One of them is they're people of their word. So we started looking for those kind of real estate agents that listen to this program so we could recommend them to you. This is a free service to you. We just want you to interview them and see if they're not the people that you can really trust in a time when there is a lack of trust. It's real estate agents I trust. The name says it all. Real estate agents I trust dot com. Ten seconds. Station ID. We are uh, talking to Matthew Lohmeyer, uh, former Space Force Lieutenant Colonel, um, a hero in in my book, uh, about everything that's going on right now in the world. Matthew, a a quick question. Do you see war as something we are blindly marching towards right now? Uh, That's entirely possible. If you take a look at the national security strategy and the national defense strategy, both documents are clear that the United States considers China a top security and defense priority. Now, we're not the War Department anymore. We're the Defense Department, and we're very careful in how we approach a lot of these things. But the fact is that's been true for a number of years. We are in a Cold War uh, with China now, and it's easy to look back in retrospect at the USSR, U.S. first Cold War, and kind of painted into a neat picture. But the fact is, uh, this 
Cold War idea is based upon an ideological, a geopolitical struggle for global influence. And just like the first Cold War, we're involved in an ideological and geopolitical struggle mm-hmm. for global influence with China. And they consider themselves at war with the United States. Right. They're just going to be careful about how they approach right. that. Um, I've got about 90 seconds left, and I I just have to ask you. I've seen more stuff on UFOs come from the Pentagon uh, than than ever before. And, you know, the people that I talk to, I strangely find myself at a place going, I think that we may be headed towards a time when we're going to be visited by somebody. Mm. Do you Mm. believe? Do you believe that? Hey, you need to give me more time than the remaining 60 seconds. All right. Can I... Questions like that. Here's, here's the, here's, it's funny. I was just chatting with some folks uh, last night about this. You know, we're quick to want to believe in something like alien yes. visitors from another star system or another planet and slow to believe anymore. Even stories from the Bible that angels have in fact come and visited the earth. Now, do right. they come in balloons? Absolutely not. Um, we, we've got um, an increasing global, um, military threat from advanced nations all over. It's far more likely that much of what people have been seeing has to do with governments. Mm. Uh, now, that said, I'm, I'm entirely uh, open to the idea that, of course, intelligent life exists out there. But to the point you made earlier, are they going to come and they're <laughs> super advanced spacecraft just to get shot down over yeah. a field in, no. in, in the United States and say, well, shoot, we didn't anticipate the, the, the Americans had missiles. I mean, so there's a lot a lot of easy um, right. speculative uh, conclusions we can jump to. But, you know, often the simple, uh, realistic answer is more likely the right one. And governments are at work right now vying for power. And so much of what we're going to see in the headlines has to do with that and probably not aliens. But if you want to get a visit from aliens, maybe you know, get yourself some religion and pray a little bit mm-hmm. more. And um, Good yeah. for you. Good for you. Matthew Lohmeyer, thank you so much. Former Space Force Lieutenant Colonel, author of the book Irresistible Revolution. You can find him or follow him at Matthew Lohmeyer and MatthewLohmeyer.com. Back in a minute. The Glenn Beck Program. American Financing, NMLS 182334, www.nmlsconsumeraccess.org. By the way, we go to Ohio next for a couple of updates on a couple of things. Uh, Mortgage rates right now might actually be a little lower than you think. Uh, They've been coming down lately. They're actually in the fives at the moment. And if that doesn't seem very low to you, consider the average credit card rate is 20 to 21%. That is a ton of interest every time you swipe that credit card. If you are a homeowner, would you please just find out if maybe some sort of a refi from American financing, a cash out refi would be good where you can take out some of the money and just pay off those credit cards. Anything that is not 5% interest the average person that is doing business now with American Financing saving about a, about $700 a month. $700 a month. Calls free, no obligation. Don't wait, please. 
Start your savings journey today with American Financing, 800-906-2440, 800-906-2440, AmericanFinancing.net. You can get that special on China that Glenn was talking about at Glenn TV. Glenn, uh, I'm blazetv.com slash Glenn. The promo code is Glenn. I have to tell you that what's going on in Palestine, uh, Ohio, is just sickening, just sickening. They had a meeting with uh, the public and it, it didn't go well. Um, but you'll be happy to know that the train company has a higher ESG score than Tesla. They are friendlier to the environment than Tesla. Just want to throw that out. I wanted to talk to you about something else that's going on in Ohio at the state house. And this is so important that everyone in Ohio and everyone all around the country get involved in this because this is the fight that will determine how things happen uh, during the presidential election. Ron Ferguson is a Ohio state representative. He's a Republican uh, and he's in the middle of this and can explain it. But first, Ron, can you can you give us any news at all on on the train derailment? Yeah, Glenn. So I'm actually looking at the Ohio River right now. I'm about 20 miles south of East Palestine. Uh, my, my county is directly south on the Ohio River. So whatever happens in, in the river in East Palestine floats down our way. Um, people are obviously concerned they're using bottled water for themselves, for their pets, for those kind of things. So um, we're looking for more information. Uh, we've certainly got some so far, but not as much as we'd like to have. And uh, we hopefully folks like you all around the country can continue to shed light on it. Well, we are, um, you know, if we have to fund it ourselves, we will. But I, I think somebody needs to do some independent testing away from this i think it's a sham organization that usually gives the uh the uh, the corporate uh response because they're brought in by the railroads and help them patch things up i i if i live in that town or or anywhere near the river i want to know what's in there what is seeping through and what are we breathing in um let's talk here about uh uh, what's happening with the Speaker of the House. Can you can you boil this down in just a couple of minutes? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, what happened here in Ohio is the, what we call the Gang of 22. Uh, basically, you know, what people would consider to be rhinos uh, made a power play deal for their own personal gain, sold out uh, Republican conservative values. We were all supposed to elect um, the conservative candidate, Derek Marin. We all came to uh, terms and agreement to do that. Um, these 22 were more worried about themselves and their own power. And of course, they don't actually want to uh, advance conservative legislation. They want to advance special interests and lobbyists. And for that reason, they struck a deal with 32 Democrats. So in a, in a state of supermajority Republicans, we have 22 Republicans and or rhinos with 32 Democrats that have elected the Speaker of the House. And 45 of us good guys, true Republicans, trying to deliver on the conservative values. So this isn't even a freedom caucus. This is the the majority of Republicans are standing against the 22 rhinos. Is that right? 
That is ex- that is exactly what this is. Um, this is this is right versus wrong. This is the conservative faction and others standing against twenty-two people that break their word and they're beholden to special interests and obviously the Democrats. So was there actually, you know, you say a backroom political deal? I know that's just a phrase, but was there actually a meeting where they exchanged, you know, uh, gifts or promises? Well, what was reported by the media is that the minority leader, the Democrat, Alison Russo, said that a lot of things were off the table. One was protecting our Constitution. Of course, we're worried about Roe v. Wade being codified all across the country. Democrats want that. Uh, We're worried about them raising the minimum wage and other things. And that's all gone because we had a speaker deal that away uh, to Democrats. How about the the um, what is it called? The backpack backpack. proposal or about uh, school Correct. what is it yeah so you know we want to put parents first we want to prioritize our children the backpack bill universal school yeah. choice um everybody can get behind that except for these 22 uh sellout republicans and the 32 democrats they've they've sold that down the river as well if i'm not mistaken the speaker of the house you've had a couple of them go to jail or prison haven't you uh, yes, we, uh, well, I, I, none have gone to prison yet. We have one that's currently on trial. Uh, actually, many of these 22 um, rhinos, their names have come up in this trial. Huh. And that's going on right now uh, down in Cincinnati, FBI, big scam, uh, sellout, uh, HB6 uh, bailout bill. So it was, it was bribery, money laundering, and racketeering, all that stuff. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It was pay to play. And that's, you know, the same players are involved with this, these 22 people that um, they didn't want to actually advance conservative policies. They want to advance the interests of their clients. And it, it seems to be the same old, same old here in Ohio, despite our voters voting for a um, unprecedented supermajority 67 Republicans. OK, so why bring this to me? Why? What? How can my audience help? Yeah. So, you know, the big thing is um, all across the country, we don't want to see this happen in your state house, but certainly here in Ohio, where we have these 22 censor, censured Republicans, uh, what we can do is we can make sure that we're donating to causes, that we're contributing, that we're making sure that we're, we're raising up, um, you know, we're, we're really raising up everybody's voice and speaking out against this. We need to pin these folks down. They can't have a political future uh, because if people see that you can do this in Ohio, they're going to do it all across the country. Well, they do it in Texas. They do it in Texas and it is horrible, horrible in Texas. And Texans don't even really know about it. And we've talked about it several times. It's like, guys, there are backroom deals going on. Why do you think the Speaker of the House and, and the committee chair for education is a Democrat? Because there's deals yeah. going on and we can't get anything done, uh, which m- many times is a good thing. But trying to correct the problems that were created, you've got to have people in there who are listening to the people. And apparently it's happening now in uh, in Ohio as well. It's bad. Yeah, I'm uh, I hear that Texas, I have friends that are legislators down there. They call it the Uniparty. That's what you're yeah. talking about. Yep. Like that's what. That's what we're getting here in Ohio is the uniparty is, um, you know, 
22 people that say one thing in their district, but they do another thing in Columbus. And that's why we got to shine light on this, just like on the East Palestine thing. So is there a chance of getting this reversed? Is I mean, if people are, you know, calling the state house or uh, what, what could happen that would change the course of this? Correct. Yes. I think you need to call all of your um, you need to call all of these representatives if they happen to represent you. Even if they don't, you need to call them anyway. Tell them that they want to actually be Republicans. They need to reverse course here. They should vote for the right guy. It's never too late to vacate the speakership and actually cement uh, Derek Marin as the speaker. Forty five Republicans still stand strong with him. And uh, we just need five of them to kind of cross over and do the right thing. It's never too late to do the right thing. Okay, so uh, Derek Marin is the guy that uh, the the conservatives want, right? Yes, the yes. the actual most conservative choice. Yeah. Right, Derek Marin. Okay, um, and do you have a list of these twenty two on a website or anything? Yeah, you can uh, get it uh, pretty easily. Um, I think there's uh, you just kind of search "Gang of 22 and you'll Gang you'll find that. Uh, <laughs> All right, we'll uh, they're on there. We'll uh, we'll tweet uh, the results uh, as well, make it a little easier. Gang of twenty two in Ohio. Um, you know, if you're um, in Ohio or this affects you, you should call um, the uh, state uh, house and the Republicans uh, in the state house and say, better not find out you're on the gang of twenty two. Um, you got to wake up or get them out. Get them out. We have to have people that will protect our states and our rights at the state level. It's it's just as important, if not more important at the state level at this point um, to uh, make sure local and state are sewn up. And enough is enough. Enough is enough. Thank you so much, Ron. I appreciate it. Hey, Glenn, I appreciate your time and uh, you have a great day. Thank Thanks. you. And uh, our prayers are with all the people in Ohio and What's going on? Ron Ferguson. I'm a simple man. You know, every day I put my pants on one leg at a time. Well, sometimes I, uh, I put them on uh, two legs at a time. But, uh, you know, I just stand there in my humble abode looking at my Radio Hall of Fame plaque, one that Stu doesn't have. Uh, and, uh, you know, I fly in the same Jetsons era flying car that you have. You know, I'm salt of the earth type. Nothing too fancy. Till I get ready for bed. Then I want the softest sheets ever made. I mean, uh, really, don't really. Uh, I mean, anything. I can't stand. I have uh, restless leg syndrome, which I don't believe is a real thing, but I have it, and it's weird. <laughs> but anyway, uh, can't sleep, and it drives me crazy. The uh, uh, sheets, if they're if they're bumpy at all, <laughs> drives me nuts. Um, my pillow has great sheets and. They also have a better pillow than I'm sleeping on now. They have the MyPillow 2.0, and they're doing it at buy one, get one free. Limited time with the promo code BECK. It's made with temperature-regulating technology and 100% made here in the U.S. So go to MyPillow.com, click on the radio listener special square. Uh, I have Rosie the robot that's going to be doing this for me later, but you can get buy one, get one free at MyPillow.com. That's the MyPillow 2.0. Enter the promo code back for all their specials. 800-966-3117. MyPillow.com. This is the Glenn Beck Program.
Welcome to the Glenn Beck program. Glad you're here. I would like to just go through uh, <clears throat> just a few of the things that happened yesterday uh, that I think might be of interest to you. Cut three. This is Seymour Hirsch. This is the journalist that says the Biden administration carried out the Nord Stream sabotage uh, in order to lock in our allies to the Ukrainian efforts. Listen. Here's what Biden did. And this is what I think the ultimate point of the story and why so many people, even the intelligence community, are very troubled by it. What he did is he said, I'm in a big war with Ukraine. It's not looking good. Uh, I want to be sure I get German and West, West European support. And I know winter's coming. And if it's going to be bad, I don't want the Germans to say we got to check out because we're, gonna, we're get, getting massacred. We'll be massacred with no, no, no cheap fuel. And um, our, our economy will go bonkers. We're going to check out and we're going to open up the gas line, which they could do. So he took away that option. This, if true, is remarkable. Now, I will I will note that this is coming from the left. This charge is coming from the left. And it could easily be construed as this is the... Uh, communist or fascistic authoritarian Russian left. Um, but uh, it is something to really, truly pay attention to. I'm going to be covering this here in the next couple of weeks. We're going to be doing a lot of homework and investigating on this, uh, because if it is true, it means some really bad things. However, I don't believe that we can sit around and uh, tolerate or head our, put our heads in the sand when we have a deep state that is willing to do this. If they are willing to knowingly blow up a pipeline because they think winter is coming and it's going to be extraordinarily cold and they will do that to our allies when people who are our allies could have died or could die still because of what was done what won't they do? I mean, we said, if they're doing this to President Trump, do you think they actually care about you? People have been practically disappeared from January 6th. Nobody did anything. And, and that's unlike any kind of uh, police action I've ever seen. Look at what the FBI is doing to the private citizen because they believe that abortion is wrong. Look what they're doing to private citizens over schools. If this is true and they went around Congress and our intelligence committee, which oversees this stuff, this is at, at the very least impeachable at the very least. It may be, I mean, honestly, if it's true, I know I would go to Washington uh, and in an orderly fashion and demand that uh, we get all of the people that are involved. And far as I'm concerned, they can go fly over to Putin and stand trial in Russia. If they did this, I, I'm on Russia's side on that particular issue. That should never have happened. And I'm not on Russia's side. 
I'm on the American side. I'm on the truth, justice in the American way sort of side. I'm also very clearly on the side that the president of the United States cannot just decide to do this without any consultation. Oh that's not how the system works. And uh, so I, that, bad. that's a very risk. I mean, you're risking World War Three there. Now, now, look, we don't know if this is true. We don't. We don't. I mean, it, it we is have a, we have reason to suspect he has enough detail in there, but he also has details in there that a lot of people are saying that's not possible or that's not done or yep. that person who hasn't. So we don't know. There's stuff in there that is uh, incorrect, but there's also stuff that people who are in the know say that's a real possibility. Yeah. And I think you, you know, I think especially a conservative audience has reasons to be skeptical of Seymour Hirsch's re- oh, yeah, re- reporting. Sure. I mean, there's a reason why he's on Democracy Now! and not Correct. this show, right? Talking Correct. about this. Although I would take him. No, I, I, I you know who, Matt, you know who I really want on this show? If you are a fan of Matt Taibbi or you follow him or something, would you please, we can't, we can't get him to return our calls. I'd love to have him on this program. He actually tweeted about Seymour Hirsch and said, I uh, was talking to Seymour as he was putting the facts of this story together. It's well worth a read. Now, Matt Taibbi has some credibility, at least with me, a lot of credibility for what he's done recently. What does he think about this? Would you just tweet at Matt Taibbi and say, come on the Glenn Beck program, please? Or Matt, if you happen to be listening, Nah, there's not a chance. Matt, come on. Come on, take Ricky's phone call. Uh, All right. Back in just a minute. The Glenn Beck Program. 